0: Hi, this is Adam Carroll, host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. In speaking and traveling all over the world, I meet some of the most interesting people. When I meet someone who embodies what it means to me to be the architect of their own life, I invite them to be on the show. The interview you're about to hear is one of these people, someone who's choosing life over lifestyle, pursuing more of what they love to do and less of what they have to do. The blueprint to get you doing more of what you love Is available for download at buildabiggerlife.com. Now, on to the interview. Hey Life Architects, Adam Carroll here with another Build a Bigger Life podcast. On the show with me today is Jules Schroeder. She is the founder of Create You, an online platform that is out to reimagine higher education in collaboration with the People and Planet Project which is affiliated with United Nations. This is an incredibly cool thing and why I'm super excited to have Jules on the show. At the age of 26, Jules is creating a movement to empower youth to choose themselves by learning strategies from top experts so they can profit from their passions in this evolving world. Uh, Jules and I share many, many uh, philosophies in common. We're going to talk about those today. What you need to know about Jules before we get into that is she launched her first six-figure company at the age of 18 and her first seven-figure company at the age of 22. She knows of which she speaks. She has served as a consultant for many top educational institutions like the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She is known for being a trailblazer wherever she goes, and she demonstrates a unique ability to spot trends and create innovative global solutions. Jules, thanks for being on the show with me.
1: Adam, thanks so much for that introduction. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. It's so good to have you here. I start the show the same way every time, Jules, by asking the question, what do you love about your life right now?
1: I love that question. And for me, what I love about my life right now is it feels effortless. (laughs) And so what I mean by that is that I feel like I've hit such a level of alignment with myself in my internal world and matching my external world, that everything that is happening around me feels intentional and it just feels easy. Like there's work involved with it, but it's just fun. <laughs> and everything that's happening is, uh, is very playful and feeling in that alignment with myself is allowing me to stand in my truth and allow my world to exist and occur in such a way um, that is just really enjoyable so really loving that alignment part of my life and how effortless it feels at the moment. It's a, a rare feeling uh, given where I've been sometimes in the past. And so I'm appreciating being in that.
0: What an awesome answer. I'm not sure everyone can say that they have fun in what they're doing on a daily basis. So that's, that's <laughs> super exciting for you. Has, you you yeah, mentioned yeah. that you went through a period where you didn't have that. It, it was that uh, when you discovered it, was it an awakening for you or had you always been searching for it? Kind of take us back to that.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it'd been something for a long time, I really operated like I was chasing something. Like I wanted to have success had to look a certain way. And so it usually was correlated to what the dollar was in my bank account. Or what business was I running or which people did I know and how did people perceive me? And basically, uh, almost a year ago, um, this December, actually December of 2013, I had my whole world turned upside down where I had a business partner embezzle a bunch of money and lost the relationship that I was in and dealt with a massive legal battle and slowly watched all of the things like my company that I'd been Running and this relationship, and my health, and all the things that I thought were important just unravel in front of me. And at the end of it, I was left with myself. And uh, I guess you could call that an awakening process where I really looked at it of what is actually success and what is important to me. And by losing all of that, it's allowed this uh, new era of my life to kind of come in. And I really call it the era of flow and alignment (laughs) and honoring what feels like a hell yes and choosing that. And if it doesn't feel like a hell yes, and having that be a no, or just a not right now. So it's been a, a whole cool mantra to live into after that experience that happened um, not too long ago.
0: So. That's such good advice. I, I heard that actually at um, at a Jack Canfield seminar I was at not too long ago. And he said, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I think yeah. we tend to live in, in sort of this gray area of, well, it's kind of, sort of, yeah, it could be no, I don't know. <laughs> and then we do it, and we realize there's no fun in that. And we're not in alignment. We're not in flow. Um, so it's cool to hear that you're living in flow and alignment and enjoy on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's almost like we have this story that just because we're working, it has to feel hard, or it has to like you know we have to sacrifice something. And uh, I've found that to be just the opposite experience. And I'm finding that the more you're honoring of yourself, the more it, it does create that alignment. So that hell yes, yeah, definitely being a good access point for it.
0: Wait a minute. It doesn't have to be hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. everything you've been told is wrong <laughs> my mind is blown right now
0: it's blown. you can have
1: a great life and have fun too
0: <laughs> i love it i love no. it that that's tweetable right there that may go on the show notes for sure <laughs> uh so jules tell the listeners a little bit about what you're up to because you you came out of this dark period you realized uh you know a life's passion and a, certainly a passion project Talk about the genesis of Create You and what it is.
1: Yeah, so Create You uh, was born out of a wakeboarding accident, a near-death experience, which I'll share about in just a moment. But what Create You is essentially is a platform for reimagining our higher education system. And so I know that's a passion we both have in common. And the idea behind Create You is to create a platform that teaches students, our youth, the skills and the things they need to know right now so they can figure out what they want to do in the world and start profiting and making a living doing it. So imagine learning stuff like how to be an entrepreneur or emotional intelligence or basic skills and critical thinking so that you can cultivate what's working in the world and start doing it right away without all the debt, without all the years wasted and getting into world um, you know, getting into the work in the world um, with stuff that's effective today. So Create You's whole idea is how do we reverse engineer this whole process of learning? And how do we, you know, look at what's relevant now and what's going to be relevant, you know, five, 10 years from now? I know like 65% of our students are, are learning into jobs that, you know, from technology won't even be available in the next five or 10 years. And so it's looking at how do we upgrade this system that we've been following for so long? So Create you will be a, a one-year program to do that. Um, so more details, of course, on that. But the genesis of Create You came out of this near-death experience about three months ago where I was wakeboarding and uh, <laughs> jumped awake and face-planted and thought I you know, was just going to be sore the next day. And what ended up happening, um, I lost feeling in my body and was taken to the hospital and got out of the MRI and was sitting in this hospital room and... Um, the barely conscious and this white figure came towards me and we had this conversation and it was like, Jules, you have more work to do in the world. Do you want to do it? <laughs> and I said, yes, as long as my body works. And, uh, after that, I came back into my body and felt this energy zap my neck and shoot down my spine, which was wild. <laughs> and, uh, stuff has been different ever since. And, uh, you know, I was in the hospital for a few days and a neck brace for a few weeks after that what started coming through was all these dots started connecting about our higher education system and one day I literally was sitting on my couch and it was like you're gonna call this thing create you (laughs) and uh You know, two days after that, I got this call from this woman that um, wanted me to do some consulting for her. And turns out she was working with the UN on a bunch of stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm in education. I have this thing called Create You. And at that point, I had no idea what it was. And she's like, that's fascinating. Do you have a website? Can you be in New York in a few weeks? (laughs) And so I just have found that. Uh, Ever since the accident, uh, one piece after another has been given to have this project come to life. And I very much feel like I am the vessel and it's being created through me rather than being created by me and so having that experience is uh definitely strange at times and uh really cool um at the same time and so i'm clear that the world is ready for this and uh, i feel really honored to be the one to birth this into our world and to really help empower our youth to find another solution to educate themselves and you know find success in a different way in their lives
0: I love what you're doing, and i 'm a huge supporter and proponent of of changing the way higher education is done today. you know we We, we had a chance to chat a few weeks ago and and um, obviously share a lot of similar philosophies around <laughs> the fact that it is broken um, and I, and I have to believe, and I read this somewhere the other day that there is something called the imposter syndrome, and the imposter syndrome is this idea that we come out of an experience or a training program or certification or whatever and and we want to start a business, let's say. But there's this sinking suspicion that we're an imposter in that market. And I'll give you a great example. My cousin, who is a phenomenal dancer, um, has has made money as a dancer in New York for the past 10 or 15 years, has traveled internationally, um, is a yoga instructor, you know, very, very capable. And we were having this discussion on the beach in San Diego just last week. And he said, how do you know when you're ready to be the teacher or the expert? And And I heard in his voice <laughs> that he felt like an imposter leading people in movement or dance or yoga or whatever it may be. And I think this is the problem with higher ed is that we think we have to have these letters behind our name and this certificate saying you are now worthy to teach and in all reality, some of us, it, it's within us the entire time. We might need a little tweaking, but we might not need four to seven years of schooling to get there. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And uh, it's you know, funny you're sharing that because I literally have been having this conversation with my sister and she's 20 and she uh, was in college and she dropped out and she's taken the semester off. And now she's in this place where she wants to be a life coach, yet she's faced with Okay, well, maybe I need to go back to college so I can have these credentials so that I can be a life coach. And I'm like, do you want to be a clinical psychologist? No. So do you need that degree to do that? Well, no. And it's like this... um, kind of what you're pointing at. It's like this uh, struggle inside of her to figure out like, what is the truth of the situation and what is what I've been told and and what's been impressed upon me for years and years and years. And how do we start to kind of unravel some freedom in that too? So yeah, that very alive for me in my life right now (laughs) with my sister.
0: So tell me a little bit about Create You and what I know There's some there's a few phases that you'll go through. But if a student is you know, unsure of what they want to do, they don't really want to go to, you know, traditional higher ed and are looking at your program, what might they go through?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so Create You, like you were saying, it's really designed for, you know, those either coming out of high school that want to take this as an alternate approach or those that have been in college and have opted out or (laughs) those that have just graduated college and still are like, oh, what do I do now? And um, the idea behind it is it's a one-year program, and the first part of the program, you come in, and in the first two months, we teach you how to learn today that's relevant today, and we teach you a core set of skills. So our goal in the first two months is to prepare you with the things you need, like entrepreneurial mindset. How to take ideas, how to share them, how to extract them, how to have emotional intelligence and awareness as you're moving through, and then how to work in community and how to work with teams. And so that the idea is after the two months, you have an understanding of how the world works. You then are connected to what is it that you're interested in? What is it that you're passionate about? So you actually have the freedom to explore your interests without having to be forced to identify in a a drop-down list of majors, say, in like a traditional approach. And then you're in touch with the community and the belief that you can actually take your ideas and start to express them in the world in a way that will help you profit for them and help you make a living with that. And then after the two months and you're like, all right, I've got my mindset, I've got my basic tools, I've got my thinking, then you meet with the Create You advisor and we put you into these different tracks. So let's say you want to go down a business track. We teach you a core set of skills about how to start a business. And you're learning, and the cool thing is you're learning from experts that are out there in the world doing this stuff right now. So you're literally learning from people that are teaching you what they're practicing in their own businesses. So it's not like this gap of like, hey, this worked back then. It's like, this is actually what's working now. And then uh, after you go through these set of classes, let's say, you know, you're going the business track or the artist track or the writer track, or whatever track it might be, then we're also creating these experiments and you're starting to apply what you're learning. And I'm all about learning through application and experience. So you might start to take on an internship with, you know, a mentor from Create You or a strategic company or an innovative company, or you might start to do other experiments like building a fundraising event for something you care about or learning how to get sponsored to travel the world. Um, I did that (laughs) with the snowboard company. And uh, so different things like that. And then uh, at the end of the program, the idea is that you are really in touch with what is it that you enjoy. And then you really have the hands-on experience to bridge that gap of here's the strategy, but here's my experience of doing it. So that by the time you leave the program, you're either already out there starting your own company and pitching your venture and Create You offers a, a venture funding program, or maybe you're working already with a company that you've been interning with the last few months. And so our goal is to have students be in the world in action uh, right away rather than this daunting feeling of I'm about to graduate college and where do I go next and what do I do? It's like our goal is for you to have that that feeling that you're actually in that experience of actually being in that next step and we want to really prepare that next step and bridge the gap. So that's kind of an overview of what the program will look like in that one year time frame.
0: It sounds it sounds really amazing and I, I think one of the things that I'm most impressed by is the whole experience factor of this and you've alluded to it on your Facebook page and a little bit in your <laughs> in your trailer video, but more and more companies are going away from the degree and looking more towards the experience. And I'm guessing that's that's kind of an impetus for how you've set this up. Is that true?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you know, Ernst and Young, which is a huge powerhouse company, just announced they've outruled you know the degree requirement altogether, and you know, PayPal and even Google sources 27% of their hires not from that. So yeah, so our goal is for you to be able to have a, a repertoire of experience and say, hey, actually, I'm applying for this job, but look, I've already worked with this company and I've already done these things. So that you, I think, the experience is honestly becoming the the new resume and becoming the new business card um, rather than these traditional yourself into a system and if your you know, specific things that you highlighted triggers this information, then you're good. I think that more and more companies um, are going to start to be looking at these pieces specifically, which is why we've set up the program that way. And uh, it's also a great opportunity for companies too. I can't tell you how many friends' companies are like, where do I find quality people and it's like, you know, 80% of employers don't even want to hire graduates unless they've had experience because there's this gap in education. So it's a win for companies as well to say, hey, here's a great talent pool to pick from from people that have the information you need. And so it kind of shortcuts the gaps for companies as well as for students. So definitely a win-win relationship there.
0: So do you do you have any notion at this point that you're probably leading the charge in terms of new ways of... Of educating, you know, because I I look at your (laughs) program is very similar to or not similar, but in the same vein, as maybe the foundation or fizzle or, you know, some of these, these organizations that are teaching sort of a foundational, you know, six month program. And, and yet you're preparing people for the real world. I mean, do you sense that you're on the leading edge, bleeding edge, cutting edge?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's great you, you know, made, uh, you know, notion of those programs. It's like the online course industry has grown to $107 billion as of this year. And so people are paying to learn online because they're not getting what they need in our traditional outlets uh, for learning. And so, you know, a company like the foundation is a great example where in six months, you're taking someone that's never been an entrepreneur before to having clients in a form of a SaaS business. And so those are definitely models. And Dane, actually, uh, one of the co-founders is working with us um, inside Create You as well. He'll be doing some uh, work with us too. But those are absolutely models we're following and feel that this this level, it's like the world is ripe for it. And I think in the next you know three to five years, this will be the new avenue for how learning exists is people are going to want education on their terms and they're going to want to learn in the way that works with the lifestyle and the way that technology evolves as well. So yeah, I think these early adopters and this is absolutely where I see us heading as a whole.
0: If I were in higher education right now, I'd be quaking in my boots. To be quite honest, I really would. I mean yeah. I, one of the things that's changed in in uh student lending, especially today, is that they're beginning to look at online programs as a viable source of higher education. And so you will see people taking out student loans to go through programs like yours. Yeah. And so totally. Yeah, okay. it's so it is changing. I would be quaking in my boots if I were higher ed, knowing that I needed to get <laughs> 10,000 new enrolled, you know, enrolled students or 200 new enrolled students or whatever their number is, um, you know, you take away 100 students enrolled in a school that charges $20,000 a year, it's pretty hard to make up that kind of revenue. Um, but if you're, you know, agile and and nimble, like you guys are, uh, it's very easy to scale up quickly. So yeah, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're already starting to see that, you know, there are definitely some smaller colleges that are losing enrollments. And uh, I think that, you know, there's going to be a pop of some kind uh, in the next, you know, three to five, you know, 10 years where colleges are going to have to look at traditional universities, how they're educating in the system and it's the world and us as people. And it's really our right to demand that we, we get more for what we're learning and that it actually reflects what uh, where our world is today, and so it'll be interesting to see how all of that stuff kind of unfolds. And with Create U, we're definitely not in opposition to college, but we're uh, <laughs> we're carving out our own our own area <laughs> for sure. So,
0: so I got to ask this question because I'm sure people listening are going, "Well, oh, this is great if you're open to risk,
1: you know, taking a
0: <laughs> risk." And you seem to be a pretty uh, avid risk taker, <laughs> <laughs> as you were talking about wakeboarding and snowboarding and all this stuff. So, was that sort of inherent in your DNA or did it take you a while to get over being risky or having risk in your life?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's funny question. So my dad grew up working Wall Street in New York City and was definitely a by-the-book <laughs> kind of guy. And so growing up, I'm the oldest of five girls, and so he'd come home, he'd be working in the city all day, and he'd be like, Jules, how's this happening, and how's that happening? And I would think I would have the best ideas in the world, and within like 60 seconds, he would find 10 holes in all of my thoughts. And it would drive me crazy, but he was just so textbook and methodical in how he thought. And uh, I really appreciate that perspective now But it almost having to like anticipate his questions and line of thinking caused me to start thinking out of the box more and more and more. And so I'd say that that spirit started developing at a young age where I was like, hey, if I wanted to like go out, you know, on the weekend with my friends or I wanted something like I had to be prepared to have a full on answer and uh, almost like a strategy for why. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, so it really cultivated this um, mindset on me at a really young age and Uh, you know, for me, I think that, you know, I've been an entrepreneur, um, I was in a corporate job for two weeks, (laughs) when I was in college, and I quit. Um, After two weeks, I really did not like commuting an hour in traffic and dressing up in like a nice little dress suit (laughs) wasn't my thing. Um, So I would say that I've always geared more towards, you know, taking risks and towards that entrepreneurial mindset. But I think it's important to like, you know distinguish like taking a risk and then like playing safe and I don't necessarily view like what I do and how I live as risky but rather as calculated and what I mean by that is it's looking at all of the perspectives and all of the different elements um, really like assessing the situation as a big picture and then from there actually finding the freedom in it because I think if I just like Go, for example, like if I'm snowboarding and I just like jump off a cliff and I have no idea what the landing is, like that for me is like straight stupid. But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to check out the landing, I'm looking at all the environments and situations, then taking action inside of that um, feels, you know, intentional rather than risky. So I would say that I've definitely been really intentional um, and had a lot of fun playing with the boundaries, but I think that comes once you you know the full picture. So that's definitely an element of mine and very similar to what I'm doing with this create you thing is looking at all of the things that are happening. And then from there, you know, playing in the mold and kind of finding the freedom um, around that. So
0: I love it. Yeah. It's the difference between being risky and taking calculated risks. That's what I heard in that. And you assess, yeah. assess the situation. Um, I wouldn't say you necessarily play it safe, but you play it uh, safe enough that, you know, what the, the extreme downside is probably.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like, no, yeah, exactly. It's like knowing, okay, what are all the potential things that can happen here? And then, yeah, assessing like, am I okay with that over there? Am I okay with that? And so, yeah, so that's very much philosophy.
0: Very cool. What is the, what's the next step in, in create you?
1: Yeah, so next step uh, with Create You is we have been in fundraising mode for the platform and now we are moving. Uh, from this mode into basically building this thing out. So our applications and everything to be enrolled in the program, um, that'll be open to the public in January of this upcoming year in 2016. And our first course will be beginning our first program in May. I'm not May, sorry, in March, and then our second one in May. So we are um, available to start taking applications and pre-enrollment. And we've already got a, a big list of people that we're gathering of really people from all ages that are like I can't wait for this thing to be live <laughs> so we're moving forward in that and just really assembling our team of uh, of experts you know we've got everyone from Kelly Clarkson's old manager to national geographic writers to business leaders that have found billion dollar companies to teach for America to government officials like we're all across the board <laughs> with our experts and our goal is to combine a faculty of teachers that span across a lot of industries and that offer a lot of perspectives, you know, that can play in both the risk and the safety and be able to teach to that um, piece of us and each individual. So we are, uh, we're making this thing happen and making this thing available. So uh, 2016 will be a big year for CreateU.
0: So cool. So cool. How long are the courses?
1: Yeah. So the uh, first two months is where you really move uh, as a community together And so in the two months, that's where you're hands on kind of in this global classroom working with students all over the world and stuff. And then once you get into your tracks in part two, the advanced part, kind of think about it like lower division and upper division in a traditional sense. um, We take these micro courses and each micro course is about three hours long. So we basically focus on, okay, let's say you're in, you know, the entrepreneur track. Then we're taking a micro course from whichever expert and they're breaking down a very specific thing. Um, so that you're following via video and you've also got some exercises to complete and stuff to check off. Um, so yeah, so you're working inside of that.
0: That's awesome. So a follow-up question. What do, yeah. you, what do, you, what do you want to be when you grow up?
1: <laughs> I love that question. Uh, and we were talking about it. That's actually uh, how I started the video for Create You. This whole idea behind it is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> and so for me, um, I... I like just being like, a disruptor. (laughs) I like, it's been kind of my path, you know, whether it was like spotting stuff with like Amazon and, you know, the way publishing is moving or, you know, stuff with higher education as I like um, challenging and I like disrupting things that um, in my opinion need disruption. And so what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, I want to, I want to be a disruptor and I want to keep following what feels alive. And if that means, you know, surrendering and giving up seemingly like control to things, Things, like how is this going to work and how is that going to work? Um, I'm in a space of allowing, and so however I can be in that disruptor role, uh, it keeps life fun for me. Like it keeps it, it keeps it moving. I'd rather feel alive than feel like there was something inside of me that I wasn't acting out on. And so yeah. uh, I feel like I've been brought here to disrupt, <laughs> and so I've I've learned to embrace it, especially the last few months.
0: So Mike Keenig's had a, a t-shirt. Mike Koenigs is a you know video based training guy a fairly well known internet marketer who's been around for a long time, but he had a shirt on at a conference I was at several years ago that said Disruptosaurus. And that's what he <laughs> wanted to be, was a Disruptosaurus. I think you, you fit into that category. Yeah. Um,
1: totally. It's definitely not the easiest path, but it's it's definitely fun. <laughs> well, I
0: heard I also heard someone put it this way that when you worry about the cursed house, you know, how is this going to work? How is that going to work? And you yeah. lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing. That's when things get unfun and difficult. And it sounds like you're letting, you're allowing, right? You're letting things happen as they're supposed to. And the, the UN and, um, you know, all the different initiatives that you're a part of. I think it's very cool. Um, yeah. And similarly, Absolutely. you know, we're working on the documentary on student loan debt. And it's finished. We're rolling it out. But we've, we've already got an enormous amount of interest And the people that just hear about it sort of fall over themselves wanting to help get the word out. And you know that when that's happening, you're on to something. So it sounds like you're in the same boat. Did I lose you?
1: Yeah. Oh, Uh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the amount of people that it feels like they've just like come out of the woodwork about here. Oh, can can you hear me?
0: Yep. Yep. We're good now.
1: Yeah, um, the amount of people that I feel like have just come out of the woodwork and wanting to to help with stuff. Uh, it's been amazing. And it feels like the energy, I mean, I feel the energy behind it moving. And, you know, I know we're playing towards a, a similar, uh, g- similar game. And so that energy is contagious. And it's, uh, it's really exciting to, to be in.
0: Very cool. All right, Jules, I have four rapid fire questions for you. you ready for these?
1: <laughs> yes, let's do it. Okay.
0: Number of businesses you started prior to age 18. Four. Four. Do you remember all of them?
1: This is number five.
0: Okay. Can you list them?
1: Oh, Adam, I I lost you. There
0: we go. Can you list them for me? Do you you remember which ones they were?
1: Can you ask that question one more time? Yeah.
0: Can you list the four businesses you started before Uh, 18?
1: Okay. so oh, before 18. Yeah. So before 18, I had started two businesses. <laughs> um, business number one was a goods and services business. So I brought together all of the girls that wanted to do babysitting. Uh, <laughs> and so they became like a little group and then I would basically like divvy out the people that needed work and match them with like my babysitter friends. So I had a babysitter business, which was really fun. Very nice. And then, yeah. And then the second one uh, was crafting. I was really into making beads and necklaces and stuff like that. And so I would just sell them at like different functions or church things or fundraisers and stuff like that.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And I know you were into Amazon publishing and there's a whole bunch of other uh, fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Post post 18. Yeah. Post
0: 18. <laughs> All right. Number, number of times you have changed your mind about what you want to be when you grow up.
1: <laughs> um, like probably 7 okay. or 8 times. <laughs> good.
0: Well, you're on path. You're on a good track there. Um yeah. number of times you've asked yourself who am I to be doing this?
1: Uh infinite like almost daily at times.
0: (laughs) You know, I think that's important to hear too, because some people say, well, I'm just not as confident or I don't, you know, I think people need to step out and be that person because the world needs you to be there.
1: Um, Yeah. Like the noise is never going to stop, but you can choose to be in action even when it's there.
0: (laughs) Totally. This is more of a percentage, but the percentage of income you spend on self-development.
1: Ooh, probably about 30,
0: 30, to 40%. Wow. And your yeah. methods are, I'm guessing, um, oh, conferences and conventions, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, everything from conference, conventions. I'm also facilitated and leading a practice of circling also. Um, so I'd like to, I'm also a yoga teacher. So I teach different modalities. So I find the more interpersonal work I do, uh, the more freedom I have to play <laughs> outside. So. Cool,
0: cool. Love that. That's awesome. One of the things that's uh, very much in common with all of my interviewees is the amount of money that they spend on personal development. And it seems like there is just this common theme that everyone's spending a certain amount on getting better year after year. And um, there's a reason they're building a bigger life doing that. So give me, yeah. give me three books you would recommend right now.
1: Okay. So book number one is The Presence Process Uh, I love that book because it is all about looking at your own internal process and your emotions. And often we have these relationships where we think the other person's like, it's it's their fault. But this book kind of allows you to look inward and see where you're projecting some stuff. So it helps you see other people that might trigger you as uh, your mirrors and as your teaching opportunities. And so that book is just really juicy um, for diving deeper so that you can connect with people from all different kinds of backgrounds and also connecting with your more so, that book is awesome. Highly recommend that one. Cool. Uh, the presence process book number two is Choose Yourself uh, by James Altucher. That book is I read that book when I was actually uh, coming out of the hospital uh, with the neck brace and all. And that book's all about looking at your life and you know choosing your yourself in this new world um, to make money out of that. And then book number three is a toss up. Um. Oh, man, I don't know. Book number three. Um, I'd probably go with The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, um, mostly because I feel like this whole path that I've been on lately has been uh, a lot of uh, stuff and obstacles, seemingly obstacles that I've actually viewed as opportunities. And that book gives a lot of good reframes on how to view obstacles in your life and seeing the the good in those things. So
0: That's awesome. The Presence Process, Choose Yourself, and The Obstacle is the Way. And all those yes. will be in the show notes as well. Um, last question for you, Jules. What does building a bigger life mean to you?
1: Yes, love that. Um, so building a bigger life to me means building a life that I can grow into and that I feel like I'm continuously being stretched and nourished by. And so what that means is like I keep growing in myself and I keep pushing myself but also I'm building this community and this environment around me that supports me. And so I can only show up as big as the environment that I'm creating for myself. And so in the building of a bigger life, it's looking at those relationships and looking at my health piece and looking at my pieces of how I have fun and having all of those outlets really raised together and so that I have more space to show up in. So it's a very, uh, it's, yeah, it's holding that, that bigger space um, all around me. Um, so that I can grow inside of it too.
0: Very cool. You would love one of the interviews that I did recently with Cassandra Bodzak. Um, <laughs> she talks all about holding space and making sure you're holding space for the vision of your life and things like that. You guys sound very much in line. <laughs> so I think yeah. you, would, you would dig your nice. interview. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's great. Well I am in Boulder, Colorado, which you know, we do have a, <laughs> a track record for that kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if people want more of you or of create you, where can they find
1: it? Yeah, so to learn more about create you, you can go to create with the letter you dot life. So create you dot life. Literally like create your life. <laughs> create you dot life. And to learn more about me, you can go to my website julesschroeder.com and you can find out about some of the stuff that i'm doing and i'm also a a singer and performer musician as well so you can hear some of those projects and how i weave my music into everything i'm creating as well so
0: you are a total renaissance woman (laughs)
1: yeah i am (laughs) multi-passionate i like to express all of those areas i love it (laughs) multi-passionate i've
0: not heard that before
1: Yeah, it's like we get told sometimes, follow one thing and stick to it. It's like that might work for some people, but for the creatives out there and you know who you are, it's okay to to be multi-passionate. So embrace it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, life just wouldn't be the same if we didn't have many spinning plates, right?
1: Yeah, totally. A real quick story before we wrap up. I was uh, at the UN announcing um, the create you platform a few weeks ago in New York. And lo and behold, we're sitting down to do the agenda and their performer that was supposed to come and close out the announcement couldn't make it. And so they're scrambling. They're like, who's going to close out this announcement? It's this 20 minute thing. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, I could do it. And she's like, do you sing? And I was like, yeah. And so I sent her a YouTube video and she was like, okay. And so literally she's like, yeah, you're on like tomorrow, like in like 10 hours and uh, (laughs) in front of everyone at the UN, it's 20 minutes. And so at that point I was a yes without knowing what I was going to sing and how I was going to find accompaniment. And I called up my buddy in New York and I was like, dude, can you get over here to the UN tomorrow and skip work? (laughs) And so uh, I did this 20 minute set where I actually, I improv. So I channel full songs on the fly, like I create a song in the moment. And at the end, the um, feedback was so amazing of how much life got brought to the room. It was like people forgot I was even there for (laughs) doing the business announcement. Um, But for me, that moment, why I just wanted to share it real, real quick is it was absolutely the expression of feeling like I was playing so full out in my business, but also so full out as my artist that to have that experience like in that hour to be able to do both at such an extraordinary level for me was like such a hell yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that's become like part of the new context for living a bigger life is how do I create more of that where I can brace all those pieces. So yeah, it's definitely fun. <laughs>
0: that, that is inspiring. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll go out uh, this week and look for all the hell. Yes, I can find. So just, just because of you, Jules, thank you for that.
1: Yes. Yes. That's
0: awesome. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for create you. Um, I think there's tremendous partnership opportunities between you and and the documentary and, um, you know, I'm just anxious to share your message with the world. So I appreciate you taking time to be on the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I uh, am excited to move forward and uh, love what this whole show is about. So keep up the great work with it.
0: Thanks, Jules. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Talk soon.
0: Thanks for tuning into the show. Every one of my interviewees has certain things in common, which I've summarized in the blueprint available at buildabiggerlife.com. It contains the nine core tenets extracted from each of the past interviews and will get you started building your own version of a bigger life. If you liked what you heard on the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.